Welcome to Power Trader Radio's Trade Talk, the show designed exclusively for the savvy stock trader or investor of today. With the latest market analysis and strategies, stock market tips and tricks, investments with options and spread trades, near report, news, events, analysis, and research, we put it together for you. Hosted by Andy Peterson and Mark Eli. And now here are your co-hosts, Andy Peterson. That's right, and I'm here once again with Mark Eli. We've got John Mandal on the call too, and I think we might have somebody else as well on the call. Yes, that's right. This is the um, this is episode 136, I believe, and it's a very special episode, near and dear to my heart. We have a special guest. Um, Robert Netsley is on the line. Robert Netsley is the CEO of Inspire Investing, and it's a social enterprise creating meaningful change in the lives of people all over the world by providing low-cost, biblically responsible, impact investments easily accessible on the New York Stock Exchange. Robert is a globally recognized authority in the biblically responsible investing movement, often shortened to its acronym BRI, and is frequently cited in major financial media outlets, including the Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, Fox Business, and others, and is a trend-setting thought leader regarding best practices for design and implementation of faith-based ESG, which stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Factor Investing Strategies for Institutions, Professional Money Management, and Retail Investors. Robert has his headquarters in California's Silicon Valley, which we just learned a little bit more about before the call. And the Inspire Investing Group of Companies was founded by him back in 2011. And uh, one of the coolest things about it is they donate 50% of corporate profits to support Christian ministries every year. Welcome to the show, Robert. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, you're very welcome. Thanks for being on the show. You um, are a busy man, and in addition to doing all that other stuff that you do, um, and I'm looking up the phone number so that other people can have a chance to ask uh, questions as well. But in addition to all that stuff that we just mentioned that you do, you are um, awfully busy with some other things as well, including um, speaking engagements. Uh, it looks like you're going to be in 10 days at the Values Voter Summit in Washington, D.C., and I, I took a look at the lineup there. Um, and actually on the website, you're, um, you're in the same row as uh, Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council, and the Vice President of the United States of America, Mike Pence, one of my uh, favorite uh, politicians. So um, you're going to be there sharing some exciting stories regarding some victories in the shareholder activism work you're doing, engaging major companies to honor these conservative biblical values that we're going to be talking about um and yes rk just ping me the radio show phone number thank you rk for saving me it's 914-338-1702 for anybody listening so in addition to that speaking engagement coming up i mean this one's probably going to reach a wider audience let's be honest um but um but you also have a book that did it just come out today just came out today yeah yeah we just uh just published it uh Aptly titled Biblically Responsible Investing, available on Amazon. And yeah, it should be a kick. Uh, speaking next week uh, at the Valley Voters Summit, I've never attended. I've, uh, you know, it's a pretty, um, you know, broad-reaching event, so it, it should be exciting. Yeah, yeah, you've got some powerhouses there that you uh, you're in good company. I mean, I'm looking through this list, and 
Um, yeah, it's, it's something I wouldn't mind going to, actually, and maybe I should put it on my bucket list to show up at least once. Um, I know a lot of these big names. I just read a Joel Rosenberg uh, book, uh, the third in a series. I won't give away the ending of that. Uh, that uh, that series, but man, that's a real. He's he's just a gifted author, and several others on here as well. But um, he's not on the show. You are on the show, so why don't you give us a little more? Um, I guess some basic philosophy uh, background information on the concept of biblically responsible investing. What is this book um, going to entail, and how did how do you describe the philosophy behind BRI? Yeah, so well, biblically responsible investing, as the name implies, is you know really doing uh, what we can to live out First Corinthians ten thirty one, which is you know whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. And you know if you can eat or drink to the glory of God, you can invest to the glory of God too, right? And as Christians, yep. we believe that yep. God owns it all. Everything we have has been given to us from Him, and so we want to honor Him by how we do that. Now, my my kind of personal story, how I discovered this whole kind of fell into this movement was uh, yeah. my background was at Wells Fargo private client service down in Carmel, California and happy to clam, not looking to change anything. Uh, then I just really stumbled across this idea that online one day where uh, you're looking at not only the uh, financial aspect of a portfolio, but the moral aspect, you know, what these companies that I was investing in and recommending to my clients, what were they doing from a, uh, moral perspective to you know turn a profit. Are they manufacturing abortion mm-hmm. drugs? Are they selling pornography? Are they uh, exploiting slave labor or child labor overseas? You know what what are they doing? And I had never even it never crossed my mind to think about that before. Uh, right. And I I started looking into my own uh, accounts. And um, to be honest, the Holy Spirit just gripped my heart on it because here I was, for example, the president of our local pro life pregnancy center at the time. And I also owned three stocks of companies that were manufacturing abortion drugs. Wow. So I realized that, wow, that doesn't make any sense <laughs> on a number of levels. Yeah. And every time that young lady goes to, you know, let's say Planned Parenthood across the street and has an abortion, I just made money on that transaction mm-hmm. with God's money. And I just was dead in the water. I couldn't do my job anymore. And anyway, that, that's kind of my wow. background, but that's, that's what BRI is. Is it really this movement. So fast forward, that's about eight years ago. Yeah. There are, thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of Christians all over the world who are investing billions, uh, literally billions of dollars uh, in alignment with biblical values today in the uh, biblically responsible investing movement. It's making big waves in Wall Street, and that's what the book's about, is really the movement. Um, It's pretty exciting, and so there's some kind of cool stories and experiences and things in there, but uh, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I first heard about you. It's been over a year now, and uh, and your initiative um, through an Albert Moeller podcast, and he, you know, he was keen on. But he was quoting the Wall Street Journal. So I mean, you have surely uh, been making some serious waves, at least in the media uh, world, if not the financial world as well. It sounds like that's also being um, having a positive impact there. And obviously, um, God's blessing this. And um, I just wanted to take a look back and and tell me a little bit more about how God has. Uh, has taken your uh, your idea, which, like you said, was implanted by the Holy Spirit, um, and how do you, have you seen his hand at work in the development of your company? Now, I'm not saying that it's probably been all um, just, you know, one giant upswing. There's probably been difficulties and challenges, um, not just, you know, spiritually, but materially as well. And can you tell me a little bit about what you've seen God working in all that? Oh, absolutely. Um 
Yeah, it'd be nice if it's all everything just one big upswing, wouldn't it? That'd be uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be the way to do it. Uh, but it'd be less exciting. So our uh, going back to the very beginning with I mean Wells Fargo. So I here I was at Wells and I just couldn't do my job. Like I'm I can't do <laughs> I can't do my job. What am I going to do? I didn't know if it was even possible to stay in the industry. I never met anybody doing yeah. what we do now. Didn't know if it was possible to invest in either way. I just knew I couldn't put money into abortion drug manufacturing companies anymore. And right. uh, so I went home and told my wife, hey, honey, I, here's what I found. I think the Lord's calling us somewhere else. Uh, you know, She's like, right. okay, we got two babies and a mortgage, so what's the plan? Yeah, no kidding. And so we just started praying. I, we didn't know what was going to go on. But long story short, um, as we prayed, the Lord uh, – as he does, made it abundantly clear this is where he wanted me to, to go. So I, a couple months later, made the decision, incredibly frightening decision, to um, step out of the boat, so to speak, walk away from my practice, left my clients and all my income with the team I had been with previously at Wells Fargo, and started uh, a new practice just from scratch, just me and a laptop and really no idea what I was doing other than it had to be biblically responsible <laughs> and right. uh, fully prepared never to pay my mortgage ever again in my life. And uh, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to make a dime and yeah. I was ready to move in with folks, you know, if we had to six months later. So, um, but getting back to how God has sustained, I mean, immediately they started educating people about just what I had found, biblically responsible investing, they had the same reaction. Their eyes got big. They're like, wow, I never thought about that before. How do I invest differently? You know, is it even possible? And I was, it, it just took off. It just, yeah. beyond my wildest dreams. Um, and uh, so never skipped a beat, never missed a paycheck, uh, which is saying something when you're starting an independent practice from scratch. And, yeah. um, and it was all God. It was evident. To me, as I, as I was uh, t- having these conversations with investors, that mm-hmm. it was the Lord working on their heart. Like this was something that was important to God, and He's doing something. And I, I just kind of fell into this river, and I'm getting swept away, swept, you know, swept downstream by the providence of God because He's it's His money, and He wanted, you know, invested according to His values for His glory. And that's what that's a story. And it's been eight years of that. Um, and it has been, there's been challenges. Obviously, we've been. Uh, you know, tighten the budget, you know, most of the time during those eight years as we're growing and uh, aggressively growing. But the Lord has always provided, and mm-hmm. um, he reminds us who's in charge on a daily basis. Uh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. My, my wife always uh, reminds me that, you know, you mentioned the Corinthians passage. There's a parallel passage in Colossians, like 320 feet, three, whatever you do, do as unto the Lord. Um, and so, like, if I make the bed and there's more than one or two wrinkles in it, she reminds me of that passage. And so, I, you know, it's obviously you want to carry, you know, you want to carry that philosophy into everything, especially as something as important as as your money. And we know that it's all God's money. It's all, it's not your money. And this is something that other, mm-hmm. um, you know, investors, it's his money, and it's on loan. And we're supposed to steward it correctly. And it sounds like you're doing a phenomenal job of helping other people do that. Now. Um, you know, and this is, may sound a little bit cheesy, but, you know, if you've got God as your CEO, basically, um, then obviously you, and you're incorporating godly principles. And I took a look at, at, at your bio, and it sounds like he's actually assembled a team around you that are local. Um, I think you're all ball mm-hmm. leaders at your church teaching Bible studies in your church, same church. So clearly you, he either had people lined up that you already knew that were going to step up with you, or he just put people in your, in, in your path 
that kind of and orchestrated those events so that this could right. happen for you. Which was it? It's the latter. I mean, my my grand vision, you know, <laughs> uh, tongue in cheek. When I when I left Wells and I started my practice, my grand vision was one day if I'm really successful, God willing, like in a few years, maybe I'll have an assistant. Like <laughs> that was my big plan for yeah. my life. <laughs> and, uh, uh, obviously got it different plans. So, you know, a few months into this whole adventure, I was, I was so busy. Uh, I had to bring another advisor into practice, which was, it was never my intention, never something wow. I wanted to do. Yeah. And, uh, so I just started praying, well, okay, Lord, well, who do I talk to? And I mean, Joseph Rissimo, who's, um, a really good friend of mine and, uh, you know, an advisor and our VP of sales now was Inspire, uh, was also at Wells Fargo. He's known him from around town, you know, from way back in the day. And so yeah. I just took him out to lunch, like, hey, here's what's going on. Uh, Holy Spirit did the same thing in his life. <laughs> He's like, wow, That's I never cool. thought about that before. How can I keep doing this? And then we started getting phone calls, unsolicited phone calls and emails from advisors all over the country, uh, somehow hearing about what we were doing, which was, I talk about this in my book, but it just, you know, it was surprising. It was a shock to me because the website we had, which is the only piece of marketing we had, was wow. like one of those for free template driven. It wasn't even a good one uh, <laughs> that I put together in like 10 seconds, you know, yeah. online business yeah. card. Uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and a really bad version of it. So I don't know, but people, and they, they, they started calling and they started leaving their firm, but we had a, um, senior VP with Fidelity, he was managing uh, close to two billion dollars up here in the Silicon Valley, and he left his job uh, wow. to come work at this crazy Christian startup thing. And we don't have salaries or money, and yeah. it was just eat what you kill. Um, yeah, in the early days, and that's that, well, really, eat, so eat about fifty percent of what team. you kill. Yeah, well, nowadays, exactly. Yeah, yeah so it's just. You know, it's been amazing to see God bring uh, the people that he's brought. We were incredibly blessed by a super talented team, and every single one of them is sold out completely to the mission um, awesome. to advance the BRI movement and uh, and honor God and everything. And, and they've made yeah. sacrifices because, you know, they could be working at well, Fidelity or anywhere else and yeah. making really fat salaries that we can't afford even today. You know, we're, we right. pay our people as well as we can, but, you know, we can't yep. compete with iShares. You know, right. So, right. uh, that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. There are people willing to take pay cuts in order to do God's work. Uh, there's a couple, there's a, uh, a museum not far from here. There's another one going down uh, in uh, Texas, um, that are, you know, they're basically, they're biblically honoring God honoring museums, talking about the history of the earth and, and, and kind of combating uh, the evolutionary mindset. And people are coming from Disney world or from Hollywood in order to, uh, do uh, work for these museums to make them state of the art at a fraction of the price that they're accustomed to getting paid for. And it's great. And it's great when you have people around you that are uh, like-minded and that's kind of our trade caddy philosophy as well. You know, um, we really want to honor God. And what's great about what you, what you do is it's your overt in terms of what you're, you're out there. That is your public mission. And for us, for trying to reach out to options traders, it's a little bit of a different philosophy for us in terms of, you know, who our client base is at any given moment. Our listeners, mm -hmm. I mean, are a cross-section of society. And so, like, sure. you probably have 100% Christians that are, um, that, are, that are your clients. For us, it is a hodgepodge. And so we have a, 
we have like sort of an evangelistic mission on, and our, you know, we're kind of just mm-hmm. there honoring God with what it is that we're doing. And kind of, we want to do the same thing with you um, in terms of like, how can we also kind of incorporate the things that you've learned through your walk and how you put the yeah. business together. And so those questions about putting your business together are great, but I also kind of wanted to get into the business itself and how you can help, um, how, how your Inspire Impact score is, uh, goes and how your reporting uh, investment reports um, are generated. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was wondering if you could tell me, um, so Trade Caddy, we have algorithms to grade a stock and assess its direction. Uh, we use uh, fundamental, technical, and sentimental indicators, and then we grade a, sco- a stock. You do the same thing. You, you grade stocks. You have a stock scoring system, and you call it mm-hmm. the Inspire Impact Score. Tell me a little bit about the Inspire Impact Score. Yeah, um, well, the Inspire Impact Score, as you mentioned, it's the core of how we set up our investment methodology. And uh, what our goal is to invest in the most inspiring, biblically aligned companies, you know, in existence, you know, that are publicly traded anyway. And um, so there, there's a man, we, we have software basically uh, that screens and scrubs through million, literally millions of data points every day on thousands of stocks um, that are all related to any number of categories and subcategories of values, ethics, morals, you know, those sorts of categories. Um, so how that works functionally is uh, we have a set of exclusionary criterion, which include things like abortion and pornography and human trafficking and alcohol, tobacco, gambling, like all different things. Um, and then we have a set of positive characteristics, um, you know, is, is a company best in class above average in their environmental stewardship and their corporate governance and their supply chain management, you know, the treatment of their workforce, um, you know, all, all sorts of environmental, right. social and governance factors. And, uh, so when you take a company, we'll start with, you know, let's say the S and P 500, some broad based universe. Uh, and we'll shove all those companies into this uh, rubric. And mm-hmm. any company that has any degree of exposure to one of the negative exclusionary criterion, I'd say they make donations to Planned Parenthood or something like that, uh, those out. companies are uh, they're out. So they're, they automatically are going to receive a score less than zero. And then to the extent of you know how much involvement they have in those negative items, it's anywhere from zero to a negative 100 score, and that's how they're scored. Now those companies gotcha. that um, make it through the exclusionary criterion, they don't, you know, don't have any negative issues going on. They take a right turn and head over to the positive side of the category, and then we add up, you know, how many categories are they scoring above average in? The really stellar uh, examples of, you know, companies with integrity and everything else, and they receive a score between zero and a hundred, and we invest in those companies that are closest to one hundred, and. Uh, gotcha and update them all the time. So <laughs> it's a lot of work, gotcha. and uh, but, yeah, we've, we've got the system down pretty good at this point. Yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. And, yeah, we, we kind of – we're doing the same thing with our figures in terms of, you know, kind of rating these. But, I mean, you're, you're taking it to a totally different direction with that. And, and I mean, the, stock, mm-hmm. the stocks themselves, they kind of have their own uh, – uh, they go up and down based off of the kind of the same criteria that we employ, sentimental, technical, and fundamental. And case in point – Last week, you probably heard, I mean, there was big news all over the headlines. You have Joe Rogan. He's got a show. I think it's a two-hour show. And you got Elon Musk, founder of, you know, obviously we know he's, he's the founder of Tesla and many other companies. And 
so on the day that he was, I guess it was the day after he was recorded um, smoking pot and drinking whiskey in an interview um, with Joe, um, the stock dropped uh, 17 points on the day. And there's a chart here that's pretty dramatic in terms of, you know, it went from, I think, 280 to like 260, something like that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, obviously um, there's the stock market reacted. I didn't know. Um, whether or not like your inspired impact score would also react to something like that, or how does the like the questionable moral or even like ethical or even sensible mm-hmm. actions of the founder of a company does that impact the inspire impact score as well it's a good question, and we get that every once in a while um, so the impact score we're really looking at the corporation right and gotcha. employees. Yep. You know, are separate than you know a corporation. A CEO is a little bit tighter of a connection there, obviously. Um, uh huh. But so like the Elon Musk issue, so we would not screen out Tesla just because of that issue. It would be concerning to us, sure. and obviously, I hope he gets his life together <laughs> in a number of <laughs> a number of ways. But uh, and Elon, if you're listening, give me a call. Uh, but you know, it, it, that wouldn't feed into directly into our impact score. Now, I, I do believe that if those executives now are using their corporation, you know, taking their personal issues, let's call it, and making them part of the corporate decision-making and how they're using their corporate finances or corporate clout and, and influence, that's what we're looking at um, from an investment standpoint. So right, cause they wouldn't necessarily, uh, they would, they would still necessarily potentially pass the exclusionary criteria filter onto the positive mm-hmm. criteria, but it could affect that positive score if the, if their right. principles were reflected in their company's mm-hmm. uh, direction. Yeah. Yeah. Cause gotcha. and there's no perfect company and there's absolutely no perfect right. people. And so if we're going to exclude, you know, score a company negative because there's people who, um, you know, have moral issues, then every company yeah. is excluded, right? Even including yeah. mine. Yeah. And, that's fair. uh, so the question is, is this company, um, the company, uh, involved with corporate dollars, which are the investor dollars, you know, advancing, um, you know, or standing for immoral issues or involving themselves in business practices, which are immoral and against biblical values? Uh, or is it just, you know, the company's fine, even if their employees and executives are train wrecks themselves, be a different issue. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, now, if if I was new to investing, so let, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your product line here. I'm looking at BrightPortfolios.com. I'm looking at your ETFs, the uh, the IBL Inspire mm-hmm. 100, the Inspire Global Hope ETF, Small and Mid Cap Inspire Impact ETF, uh, Corporate Bond Impact ETF, and even getting help from a Christian financial advisor. Um, I don't know if I want to ask like, what are your most popular product lines, but I think if, if I, if I'm on, if I'm listening to you right now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm convicted. Um, but I don't, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even invest right now, but I want to invest and I want to invest in, um, in, in companies that have, that, uh, embrace these godly principles that are highlighted with high scores, uh, with the inspire impact score, where would they mm-hmm. start with you? And, and is there a particular product line or where, what, where would you point them? What direction would you point them if they were new to investing? Yeah. So if they're, if they're new to investing, really it's, well, what kind of investing do they want to do? If someone's new, probably they don't want to be a self-directed investor. Maybe they want to get some guidance. 
so that would be either the robo-advisor solution through Bright Portfolios, where you just fill out a questionnaire, it automates an account opening based on your risk return profile, you know, it assigns you into a professionally managed portfolio, and it's just all automated, right? Uh, very inexpensive, mm-hmm. automated, uh, so that, that's easy. Um, it's also very easy just to go and open a Schwab account, Fidelity account, E-Trade account, whatever kind of account, and buy the ETFs. Type the ticker symbols in, buy some. I mean, that, that's easy, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you got the advisors. So really, just, do, you, do you want uh, some financial planning and really more in-depth look at, like, how much you should invest, how much you, you know, should save? And so it's, it's not so much are you a beginner or advanced, um, but really – you know, how much handholding or help or assistance do you want or not want? Um, our, you know, everything focus, comes back to our exchange-traded funds. Um, and so it's, are you buying your ETFs on your own or are you getting some level of assistance? Uh, right. And then, of course, you can buy them from, you know, advisors at Merrill Lynch, for that matter, you know, or anywhere sure. else. And, right. Uh, you know, if you have an advisor, you can just ask and tell them, you know, I, I want to do biblically responsible investing, inspire investing, heard them on a podcast. They can put them in your portfolio. So they're available. Gotcha. That's wonderful. Right. So, um, yeah, so th- there's multiple ways, if you're listening, that you can go ahead and get started with biblically responsible investing. Um, uh, Robert just laid out all of the uh, available options if you want to buy some stocks. Um that you know that adhere to the biblical principles, um, or you know the mutual uh, you know funds through whatever route you want to take. Um, now, the last question I have before I turn this over to John and Mark, I think that you know there might be some follow-up questions that have been um, thought about uh, since uh, speaking with you on the details. But the last the last question I had was, you know, this we are an options trading company, and so I'm thinking about how all of this applies to me and our listeners as options trainer traders and I'm currently like personally and prayerfully kind of wrestling with okay well how would this apply to me I mean obviously I have other investments and so I could just as easily do exactly what you just recommended and move uh, over into these uh, ETFs my assets but um Here's a quote from your uh, website that I'm currently kind of mulling over in terms of my own personal finances, and and this is a quote from you, and it says, and yes, I have also heard the attempts by some to sidestep this issue by saying that buying stock in the secondary market does not actually support the company or give them any money, but they miss the point completely. This issue is not about some kind of financial boycott to withhold our money from quote-unquote evil companies. The issue is the unavoidable truth that as an owner of that stock, you and I are profiting from the most grievous of sins. Instead of, quote, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, which is Ephesians 5.11, we are pocketing the cash in the name of the Lord, end quote. So here's my question, because for the most part, options traders don't typically own the stocks that they trade options in, since options deals with the buying and selling of the right to buy or sell stocks. So it gets, yep. it gets a little yep. complicated, but... Yeah, so would the the BRI principles apply with equal weight to me as an options trader, or would it be be, um, a different criterion, or what do do you think about that? Yeah, that's uh, another good question. And really, if we start, you know, the answer on that is what's the real problem? Uh, that we're trying to solve here. What's the problem we've identified is that we have, as you just read, a responsibility as an owner of a company 
if I own a company, a, a video store on the corner, which I wouldn't anymore because they're out of business, but if I did own a video store on the corner, uh, am I going to have videos, you know, a little room in the back with a chain across that says 18 and over above the door, am I going to have that in my store or not? Mm-hmm. Even if it's a very small percentage of my revenue, does it matter? Like how much or how little should it be there at all? Because I'm responsible. Now we broaden that out. Okay, well, maybe I own the store, but I don't work there. Does that change anything? Or maybe I have 10 partners, but I still have the store. Does that, I still have the responsibility? Well, what if I have, you know, 100,000 or a million other partners because they all own the stock? It doesn't really matter how small you boil it down. We have an ownership responsibility as shareholders. And um, that's, that's the primary issue. The uh, difference, like you brought up as an options trader, you own a contract. Right, a contract with the right to buy or sell a security at a given price over a certain time or whatnot, and that's not ownership. Right, you own right. a contract, you don't own the company. You have no influence, you have no vote, you have no profit, uh, just you know dividends. I mean, you don't have any of those those uh, things going on there. So yeah, from that perspective, it is a much different uh, situation, and and you could buy you know uh, you know put contract on Apple stock. Uh, and not have uh, the you know, moral responsibilities that you would as an owner of Apple stock, let's say. Right. So it, it is a different category. Um, that said, there are, uh, you know, I've met investors who just for their own personal conscience, they just don't even want to, you know, trade the option right. contract either. But that's that's their own choice, and that's fine. It's just like some people right. don't go to Starbucks, and that's okay, or shop at Target, and whatever, right? right? And pick your company. Mm-hmm. But that those are more personal issues and not mm-hmm. really a biblical, you know, imperative uh right. such as the responsibility of ownership of a stock. Well thank you for that answer. And it, yeah, it definitely is a question of individual conscience. You certainly don't want to violate that if the Lord is telling you something and if you weigh it against scripture and it is what right. uh you know, if it matches up then absolutely uh, do not violate your right. violate your conscience in that regard. But yeah, you definitely have to test all things. And this would certainly mm-hmm. be one of those things for you. And it's funny that you mentioned the video store in the corner. We had one in, in our town called Family Video, uh, you know, off uh, the, the <laughs> giant video. sign, Family Video. And in the back, you've got that chained-off room. And I guess, you know, I guess yeah. that's for the creepy uncle in your family, right? Because I guess we're, we're <laughs> catering to everybody. I don't know. But anyway, no, that's that's definitely an excellent point. And, um, and I appreciate the, uh, the answers that you've been giving us. And I think it's been very enlightening for me and hopefully for our listeners as well. And I've completely monopolized all the questions, and I know that John and Mark have been patiently waiting. And I know that that last question was a, a, a question that Mark and, and John kind of both brought up, and that's why I kind of wanted to address it here. Uh, very uh, enlightening, insightful answer. Mark and John, what else do you got? Do you any questions that I've forgotten or have left out or you just want to ask? Robert, one of the questions – this is Mark. Uh, one of the questions that's just kind of an elephant in the room – do you provide a outside score of any so anybody can go to an API or any kind of service that people can actually get some of your scores from? Yeah, you know, funny you should ask. Uh, we are developing that right now and getting ready to push that live at the end of this month. So it's it's a pretty major project. Um, there's nothing like that in the world at all where you can anybody can go and type in your ticker symbol and find out what's going on from a moral perspective not even on the secular side of things or environmental side so we're we're, we've we're creating that tool 
Uh, I actually mention it in, in the book. Um, and the website is inspireinsight.com. Uh, it's not live right now. Like I said, it's developed and it's going to be pushed out later this month. But uh, that's something that's needed, is that transparency. Um, so you can type in a mutual fund, ETF, stock, what have you, and then you'll get for free anonymously online, just like Morningstar.com, all the data you ever want, never, and all the data you never wanted to know about what you own from a moral perspective, uh, coupled with financial analysis um, on those investments so you can make informed, wise, biblically aligned investment decisions. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, we love data. You can never have too much of it here at that trade caddy. We just we scrub through it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I really I just went to inspireinsight.com. You're absolutely right. We're not quite live yet. Uh the, and we have not the old live. school under construction sign as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. Yep. So yeah, can I answer yeah, we've that done that about the domain. Yeah, yeah, it's getting transferred yeah, over. It should nice. be the end of the month. Yeah. Very nice. Looking forward to seeing more about that. Mark, what do you think about that? And that's well, wonderful, wonderful news. We we know a thing or two about scoring. So, um, yeah, we know a thing or two about scoring. And Mark is the king of APIs. But anyway, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Another question is, um, I can completely appreciate, you know, in this industry, regulation, 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 and there's been a lot of arguments about overregulation, at what compliance officers say you can and can't do. Every time you communicate, any time you make a recommendation or anything. There is a compliance officer behind the scene that has approved or disapproved that communication. And, and the guess getting to the question is, is did you encounter any obstacles when you were forming this uh, company in, in regulation or in the, um, secu- the, the government body itself? Mm. Uh, you know, not, not really. Uh, there, there are, it was always interesting because you have to, you know, by prospectus, we're listing out all the things that we're screening against, um, like abortion, like LGBT activism, like, you know, other hot button issues. And you're always wondering, like, okay, who's the SEC person on the other side of this communication? And, um, but no, it, it went through smoothly. Uh, we've had kind of eyebrows raised at us. You know, we've had, you know, kind of chuckles and like, oh, this is not going to go anywhere. Kind of, you know. <laughs> remarks um but i think those have all been silenced at this point <laughs> we were the we were the fifth fastest growing registered investment advisor firm in the country last year uh, by the grace of god right. um you know being recognized as the best new you know um, among the best new etf issuers of the year last year awards and everything so um no compliance hasn't given us too much of an issue uh to this point thank god so are you a hedge fund or a broker dealer? Uh, we're a registered investment advisor, so we're an RIA firm. Okay. And uh, yeah, so not we don't do hedge funds or any of that. Gotcha. Have you ever considered, you know, bundling your own fund? Uh, at a hedge fund strategy, people have asked. Yes, you know, we have connections in family offices. You know, in in you know, kind of Uber level high net worth folks. Uh, but it's a different animal, so I mean, we might in the future. Uh, we'll see. But right now, we've, there's so much blue ocean with the ETF space, uh, you know, the faith-based ESG strategies that there's a whole lot more product we need to create there first before we start branching out. Well, some of those ETFs would probably fall, unless their prospectus is met 100% in line with yours, they would be able to, um, let's say you're invested in an ETF and um, that's composed of, a various number of 
uh, individual securities. And um, Mm -hmm. a think tank decides to trade out of one and trade into something else. That's uh, unless the prospectus limits that your ETF would be vulnerable for that injection of something that would uh, not meet your um, recommendation. Uh, well, we're, we're the ones trading the ETF inside. And so we're trading that basket and, and, you know, the prospectus is specifically uh, on the impact scores. So nothing ever gets in the ETFs that we didn't actually push the trade button on and doesn't meet our, uh, our criterion. Oh, very good. Uh, have yeah, you found yeah, we've managed it all from the ground up? Um, have you found yourself a lot of when people are doing uh, something God's way, the door seems to just open and everything just kind of works like you just outline in the assembling of your team. Did you find that same thing in the stocks and the securities when you develop the um, formula to go ahead and and come up with this? How did you come up with that? Did it come to your head or who came up with that? Yeah, well, yeah. So um, I was the primary developer and along with our team to really flesh that out. Um, we identify the categories that, you know, we see um, the Bible teach for and against. And so we're like, okay, how do we, how do we identify, you know, the, in a systematic rules-based objective methodology? So it's not just here, us here like, hey, I like this company. I don't like that company. It's rules-based, systematic, SEC-approved methodology. And um, the thing was, when we, when we first developed this, this uh, scoring system, impact score system, uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen because we, we just built these portfolios around that score. Like we didn't look at PE ratios. We didn't look at performance histories. We didn't look at you know, sentiment or anything. We didn't look at anything other than what's their Inspire Impact score? How biblically aligned is this company? And then we just built these index portfolios with the highest scoring uh, highest Inspire Impact scoring companies. And we set them out and said, okay, well, I wonder what they're going to look like. <laughs> and so when we, as we went through all of our, all of our testing and all of our, you know, live trading and everything else, um, a very, very pleasantly, um, we, we started seeing huge outperformance to the tune of like our Inspire small mid cap fund. One of the first ones that we started developing a strategy around outperforming the secular benchmark, the Russell 2000 by, more than 5% per year uh, for the past five years before we even launched the ETF. And it's, you know, and we're, and we're, and even now the live ETF trading, we're still seeing the same float and uh, you know, you can chalk it up to just, you know, God's blessing. There's just wisdom in his, um, in his teachings. You know, we believe that companies that operate with more integrity and operate as a business of blessing, you know, instead of trying to extract value from customers through, you know, uh, egregious business practices, but rather add value to the communities and other constituents that they're operating in, the, the customers they serve, those companies are the ones that do better, right? And it's a sign of good management. There's, there's all these other factors um, that play into that. But uh, the bottom line is the performance is, um, has been good. And uh, it's been, a, you know, reinforcing to us. And, uh, you know, even if it wasn't, however... You know, there's a, there's a proverb that says better is a little with righteousness than great gains with injustice. And, um, right. you know, back when I left Wells Fargo, it was like, okay, well, I don't know what companies or funds or whatever else are going to be available to me to use and if they're going to be bad or good or somewhere in between. But, I'd say, you know, we got to come to the, the conclusion that, you know, first and foremost, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. 
and uh, instead of the other way around. And so, yeah, we were willing to accept, you know, whatever returns were going to come to us to, you know, invest without, um, uh, you know, investing in immoral companies. Um, now, Robert, but, you, you know, by the grace of God, we don't, there's no trade-off. Now, you, you recently wrote a book, and it is now available on Amazon.com. Uh, how do right. people, how would they find that book? And, and can you talk about what that book is? Yeah, it's, uh, the title is Biblically Responsible Investing. Pretty easy to remember. And so you can just type in the search bar, you know, search for Biblically Responsible Investing or, you know, my name or whatnot, and it'll come up there. Um, and it's, it's, people have been asking me to write a book for a long time. Uh, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. It's a lot of work to write a book, as you might know. Uh, and, you know, it just was the right time, you know, with the uh, – the value voters, uh, you know, exposure next uh, week and some other things that are going on, Financial Times interview that's coming up. There's, there's just a lot of momentum in the biblically responsible investing movement. It's like at a flashpoint. There's, there's mm-hmm. so much that has happened over the past several years. It's incredibly exciting. But where it is right now, looking forward even to six months, is even more exciting. It, people are waking up to this idea that, wow, I'm own, I own companies that are just – doing X, Y, Z, they're violating my deeply held religious faith-based biblical beliefs. And I don't have to. I don't have to invest in those companies. I can buy other companies that are making the world a better place, and I can make as much, if not more, doing, you know, financially speaking at the same time. And so it's just this huge movement. So the book is all about the movement. It's, it's not a thick, like, you know, analyst how to, you know, parse through the financial world in a biblical manner. It's a, it's a book about the movement. It's, a, it's my story uh, of how I discovered BRI, came out of Wells Fargo, the challenges, the steps of faith, how God is faithful. It's, there is some how-to, like some education about different screens that we look at and how we do that and how the Bible informs, you know, our investment decisions. Um, it's really it's, it's wide-ranging, but it's designed to give someone an introduction to BRI, show them what the Bible says about it, hopefully get them excited about joining the movement, joining this movement of Christians all over the country, uh, the world, they're investing right. this way. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, it's a book about investing, but really it's about the connection between your investments, God's glory, and your joy is really what this right. book is. And, That's um, awesome. So, and how much is, is that book? Yeah. nine ninety nine dollars uh, as a Kindle book, but uh, we just launched it, and later today uh, the price is dropping to $0.99. Cents. Uh, for 24 awesome. hours. So we're doing like a post launch promo. Uh, there's no promo codes for Kindle books, apparently. I didn't know that. But uh, so the, pr- the price is just going to drop to 99 cents uh, later today. Uh, it might right. actually be there right now. I don't know. We're just waiting for Amazon to, to change the price. And it'll stay there right. for 24 hours. And uh, so right. go to Amazon.com and just kind of, you know, frenetically refresh your screen. Um, yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Okay, and we'll we'll post it on our website as well, uh, and on our on our Facebook page as well. And uh, you know, okay. uh, I think I know that John's got one final question for you. We did, we've we've kept you over already, and we really appreciate your grace and with regards to that. But one thing that, and just one like final thought, I was thinking, as you said, people are finally coming to the realization that you know this is important to where they put their money, and it's just that's just the political and cultural climate that the nation is currently facing mm-hmm. that we're polarizing, yeah. and people are realizing. I mean, like 
even sports, which is something that everybody used to be able to come together on. I mean, now even like right. uh, there are the sports networks, they're taking sides. Everybody, right. the business world is taking so Walmart is taking a yep. side. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Everybody's taking these sides and they're endorsing these socially uh, you know, one way or another. And so it's great to have mm-hmm. you uh, and your product available for people to kind of consider, you know, this is where I want to put my money. And so, mm-hmm. uh, John, you had one last question, and then we're going to go ahead and close this out. Go ahead and, and ask sure. that if you're still on the line. Thank you. Sure, I'm on. I'm on. Robert, first of all, thank you for doing what you're doing. I, I think it's just fabulous, and I congratulate you on your your success um, in, in uh, just taking the stand that you took and, and um, uh, making it work. So kudos thank you. to you on that. Glory to God. Um, the one question that really comes to mind, and, and I think I think an example in the on the other side of the coin is just what happened this past weekend with Nike and Colin Kaepernick. Yep. It was more of a social mm-hmm. issue, but um, it was uh, you know it, it, it personally it made me feel like I don't want to go out and support Nike, you know. Um, sure. But, uh, but uh, you know I the one question that really came to mind for me was how does, you know, the, the due diligence that you must have to do on these companies, I, I, I'd i love it if you could talk a little bit about that. And, you know, I know you talked about companies that uh, make um, abortion drugs and pornography and things like that. But from the perspective of the abortion drugs, it's, I would think it's pretty straightforward to, understand who makes what these drugs and stay away mm-hmm. from them um but what about the all of the peripherals and the uh yeah. the second derivative companies that provide parts and mm-hmm. blankets and sheets yeah. and beds and, and you know the steel the steel pieces that sure. go into the beds that 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 uh, are sold and and these companies profit two companies like uh Planned Parenthood and things like that. That you know, right. it, it, at what level do you do you uh, take your diligence? I guess, or, or can yeah. you talk a yeah. little bit Good about question. how you do that? Thanks for asking that. Yeah, because a lot of pe- some people in the, in the brand new the BRI concept, like, wow, this is important. But then they start going down this road, like, well, where do I draw the line? And mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, some people just say, well, they just give, they throw their hands up, and they're like, well, you can't avoid this stuff. Like, don't even try. But it's, let's, let's think about that, right? So what's the problem? Again, it's, it's the, own, the responsibility of an owner. And so if I own a company and they're donating money to Planned Parenthood, that's my money. I, I'm the investor. I'm, if I was in that boardroom, I'd be voting against that. Uh, if they're manufacturing abortion drug, like you said, pretty straightforward. If they're uh, a supplier, like they're selling beds to Planned Parenthood, you know, that's not a violation. They're making beds. So if you own a, if you own a hammer company, you know, a tool company, you make hammers, and somebody goes out and hurts somebody with one of those hammers, like, that's not your fault. <laughs> I mean, you didn't make that hammer for that purpose. You're just making hammers, right? And that's, that's the, the situation with, with biblically responsible investing. What, where's your responsibility? So it's not about are we um, encouraging something or somehow connected. So it, it's not the idea that, ew, that's icky. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to have anything to do with it because I don't want to be, I don't want to get dirty, right? So I don't want to have any kind of connection, whether it's a supplier, vendor. It's not like that. It's, okay, I'm the owner of a stock. Am I responsible for what my company is doing? And is that a good, is it moral or immoral? Is it pleasing to my Lord or not? And that's, that's where the line gets drawn, right? And it's, 
it's complicated. I mean, it's, you know, no uh, bones about it. We've spent a lot of hours in study and research and conversation and prayer and not just us, but many, many other people uh, in this movement and really kind of putting together a theology of biblically responsible investing, so to speak. You know, what does the Bible teach? Um, you know, as best as our understanding, where to drop that, draw that line and, and where not to. So um, it's right there, that ownership responsibility. That's, Thank you so much, uh, Robert. This has been uh, a wonderful interview. We thank you for your time. We apologize again for going over. Um, I hope that we can have you on sometime again in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And one more thing I'll just toss in there. If anybody's curious, like, what's in their portfolio uh, right now, if you're kind of scratching it, hmm, I wonder what's in my portfolio. Uh, We run what's called impact reports for free for anybody that's kind of just a part of our mission is education. So if you go to inspireinvesting.com, um, there's a form you can request a free Inspire Impact Report. And we will, our staff will run that and return it around in about two days and give you a report. It's just education about all the issues with pie charts and graphs, you know, 15% exposure to abortion, 10% to pornography, this, that, and the other thing. And the very specific granular details of on this date, this company gave this much money to Planned Parenthood. Uh, so it's very wow. eye-opening, and then we couple that yeah. with the performance analysis, where we compare your current portfolio to just uh, biblically responsible index benchmark, so you can see wow. you know how that performs. If you were just to switch something out into a, a clean portfolio, we do some expense analysis, and the most exciting thing is you know again with our Give 50 program where we donate uh, you know 50% or more of our corporate profits. Uh, we show you if you have a, let's say it's a you know, $100,000 portfolio and it was invested in Inspire funds or, you know, some Inspire investment product, uh, how many people would now have a water well, a clean water well that didn't have one yesterday, you know, and how many Bibles we sent into North Korea because of your investment account. And the numbers are wow. like thousands of yeah. people now have clean water or whatever. So it's, 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 it's inspiring and that's, we love doing those for people. So inspireinvesting.com is where you can request those reports. That's awesome. And uh, that's, that's where you get started right there. Yeah. So if you're interested in putting your money where your mind is, so to speak, if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, this is exactly what I want to do, head on over to inspireinvesting.com. You can also, I'll be posting links on our Facebook page as well, as well as Twitter or contact us over here at Trade Caddy. But, um, yeah, this has been something, this this report here that you're talking about, um, there's no reason not to do it. Um, it's probably just the beginning of a long journey to transforming your financials into something that God would uh, be that you'd be blessing God with and he would be blessing you in return. Thank you so much, Robert. Uh, We really appreciate it. And uh, for everybody listening, follow us on Facebook for more great content. And uh, thank you also, John and Mark. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. This is Power Trader Radio. (laughs) 